to episode two of Super Geek. Thank you all for joining us. My name is Jesse Day. I'm your host. And I'm Brandon Samuel, your co-host. I am very excited. <laughs> very excited to jump back into this. Um, so we're going to open things up with Spider-Man, um, specifically with Morbius. Brandon, will you kick it off, please? So not so long ago, we, we went ahead and watched the Morbius trailer. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and say... Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Now, would be cool if he makes an appearance in it, but I know back in the day he's been like, uh, I don't know, not feeling it. But I think now that Raimi's back in town now, they're starting to connect his alliteration of Parker. I'm thinking that if Disney walks up to him and gives him a big enough check, I think he'll take it. I think we can potentially see Toby coming back just like a little cameo, you know, you know, he doesn't even have to put on the suit, you know, just a little bit of a, of a, uh, just a little nod, you know? Um, but I'm excited for it. Uh, specifically just seeing how it ties into, uh, the MCU considering now the Sony verse, as we call it, is now canon to the MCU along with now, I'm reading reports that Tom Holland is officially confirmed to be in Venom 2. So that's exciting. Um, So it's looking pretty good as far as the Sony uh, side of things are concerned. What do you think, Jesse? Like, how are you feeling? I am very excited for everything that you said. Um, I was really, really, I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've watched Spider-Man cartoons, you know, growing up. And so the, the older stuff I really get into, and I've always been a DC fan. I've always been a hardcore DC fan. And anybody that's close to me can tell you, like, I don't really like Marvel that much as far as comics go. Spider-Man is probably one of the very few characters that I feel has, you know, gotten very popular and that everybody like really cares about, you know, or knows enough of what's going on because he's so unique. And so me being an old fan, old Spider-Man fan, I'm very much would like to see um, uh, Tobey Maguire come back and reprise that role in some shape or form. And because it being a separate movie and, you know, things like uh, Doctor Strange 2 with Multiverse of Madness taking place, I think it's very possible to have him still play the same character and the same person because uh, because the multiverse exists. I mean, he's not, it's not a part of this universe, so you don't have to really he can definitely come back and bring, you know, more skill, but it's not something that he has to change his character up with. So I'm really excited to see, you know, just that same person that, you know, cause, cause the old Spider-Man movies were great in my opinion. Um, you know, I watched the first one again today yeah. and, and it's like kind of, I don't know, it kind of brought back some memories and stuff and it's very cool to see. Uh, and part of the reason why I watched that movie today, um, I've been kind of watching and following the reports of the Batman movie, Matt Reeves, Batman. And, a lot of people are suggesting Willem Dafoe as the Joker. And so I'm watching this the whole time and I'm trying so hard to picture him as Joker. Um, and it, it's a little hard and it's also not, it, it would be interesting. You know, I'm, I'm just like, let's just give him an audition and see what happens. But um, I, I would be very excited to see uh, just the Spider-Verse, especially because we watched the animated movie. Um, I, I would love to see the Spider-Verse come to reality. Um, because I know that it's a thing in the comics, but I, I would love to see that. You would want to see a live action. Adaptation. Correct. Exactly. I, I, I'm always down for a live version. 
Um, I, I would love to see, I, I like seeing different actors kind of communicate and work with each other as well, because you, you know, if you watch movies, you don't just love the movies, you fall in love yeah. with the actors too, as well. And so, you know, Jared Leto giving him that opportunity to come on as uh, Morbius is very interesting. Um, I would like to see him more as an actor to see, you know, how he evolves or how he does playing different parts. Um, it seems to be like he's sticking to this this villain role um, after he played Joker uh, with DC. So I'm interested to see what this kind of turns into. Um, Sam Raimi is very much, it seems like he wants to do his own thing. Um, they said that Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire and Venom and Sandman, they said that the reason that that f- kind of fell apart was because that Raimi didn't know anything about Venom as much as he did the rest of the characters. And it was reported that that movie was supposed to be more about Sandman. And so I'm very interested to see if, you know, if they let Raimi kind of, do his own thing with the idea of, Hey, we would also like to open this up. And I don't know if he's throwing the, like we saw in the Morbius trailer with the the graffiti of Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. I don't know if he's trying to open up to the universe of multiverse, or if he's just throwing that in there because, you know, that's from the movie that he made, you know, and he's kind of like sticking what he's comfortable with. So I'm, I'm not sure, but either way, I'm very excited um, out of whatever comes out of it. You know, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be weird. Um, me personally seeing no. Tom Holland match up with uh, Venom. I, I'm not sure if, if Tom Holland can hold his weight, to be honest. Well, we're just going to have to see, you know. Um, it's going to be one of those things where uh, at the end of the day, back, especially back in the early days of the MCU, well, what we call the MCU then, but it's one of those things where this was during the time where the studio, specifically Marvel, would just would be like, "Hey, here are our characters. Have at it." And, uh, but now, especially with the way things progressed over the years in Hollywood, specifically on Disney slash Marvel and their side of things, there's definitely a lot of studio meddling. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's the time it's been to its success, but I know a lot of people that you know that are upset that a lot of their favorite characters are being like let's say nerfed or acting in ways that they're not used to yeah you know um so it'll be interesting to see like if they do bring this multiverse thing to fruition i'd be excited to see and you know again i enjoyed toby's portrayal of peter so it would be really interesting to see him come back to that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, what is he really doing? You know, like, I feel like if Disney offers him enough money, he'll he'll take it. Money talks at the end of the day, you know. So on, on that note, as far as Morbius is concerned, I'm, I'm curious to see what Jared Leto brings to the role. I, you know, for me, I'm not too familiar with Morbius, but I wouldn't be surprised if Blade would be the stepping off point to reintroducing X-Men, like the mutants into yeah. the MCU, assuming it doesn't do that with new mutants, but I don't, you know, new mutants, as far as we know, is still existing in that Fox uh, universe. So um, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there. I want to say that, um, like going back to what you said, Jerry Leto is, we're getting in because he's played antagonists before like dickheads you know so it would be interesting to see him 
at like a role where he's kind of like a villain, but not anti-hero type yeah. of deal. Done it before, you know. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see him play that out. Um, all in all, I'm excited. Uh, I hope we don't get excited over nothing. Like if it's just bare coincidence, but I doubt it. Like it's Disney Marvel. Like I think they have. We're starting to see something blossom into like, you know, potentially seeing a, a multiverse. But like the Spider Man, you know, I don't. I think the only one that probably wouldn't come back would be Andrew Garfield. But then again, I don't, you never know because yeah. we had J.K. Simmons reprise his role yes. as uh, yes. J. Jonah, which was really cool. So he was kind of like the with his like little show, like kind of like Infowars, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah. So that was a nice little camera. Yeah, no, JK is great. Um, the Now, it, to me, it is a big deal because you're talking about the multiverse here. I mean, Marvel, when Marvel came out with the Iron Man movie, um, you know, it, we didn't know it was going to unfold into this big universe, uh, but they had the chance to define what that looked like. And, and when they did Avengers, they defined what a hero or a team of heroes coming together would look like on the big screen and so now they're getting a chance to define what a multiverse looks like you know before dc gets a chance to do it on the big screen you know we've got the cw shows but i just feel like it's something that like i don't know when i think about multiverse and um you know i think about the timeline and all this stuff like i i think about dc you know me personally and so i'm kind of like and me being a DC fan, I want to see, of course, I want to see DC succeed at it because it would be amazing. And I've been reading um, the Justice League Dark Side War comics recently. And so, of course, I would love to see a multiverse succeed. Um, and it's very interesting. You know, I, I feel like for Spider-Man, um, for Marvel to do that with Spider-Man, um, if they do introduce it, introduce it to him first or they introduce it um, through the Doctor Strange movie, Either way that they go, I feel like Spider-Man is going to be the, the best way to introduce that that multiverse to let us fall in love with it. And especially people that don't read the comics, which is a large fan base um, of Marvel, in my opinion, and of, you know, the shows of DC or whatever, you know, for them to not know anything about the comics, it would be a great starting point for us to fall in love because Spider-Man is an easy character to love on screen. I mean, it's been successful multiple times. I think that... Andrew Garfield is a great Spider-Man and you know I was I was kind of I felt like it would have been better in context (laughs) but you know he he was great um so yeah I'm definitely excited for sure now I wanted to circle back and so and it's one of those things you try to like bring it up without clenching your fist so let's talk about Star Wars. Star Wars, okay. And the state of things. Big, big change. We're still in the same league with um. The film. We're go. still in the same league with uh, Marvel and all that. So Star Wars is still we're still technically on topic. So you know it's not a hard turn, but yeah, true, true, true. So I, it, you know, when you think of Star Wars films, and you think about like Last Jedi and how not to make a Star Wars movie. And then we have Rise of Skywalker, how to not do a Star Wars sequel. And it's like, 
it makes you put into question who really is in charge over there at Lucasfilm slash Disney. That's a good question. Because on one hand, you can say it's Disney for sure. They're the conglomerate, like they're the, the they are the routine of Hollywood, you know. But then at the same time, I think Lucasfilm gets some gas too. You know, they've you can definitely tell what Lucasfilm had to say about their films and whatnot via different scenes and whatnot in these movies. So it's like that's my biggest issue with the films right now, specifically Last Jedi, because I was trying to hark on the nostalgia. Oh, you get to see your favorite people again. You get to see Luke, uh, yeah. Leia, kind of, and Han. <coughs> well, you know, the, the idea, the mention, you know, um, and just this trilogy as a whole. And I, I know people, there's people who defended that movie. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I hate the film specifically because of what it did. And it it's one of those things where it's like, what could you do, like, in this situation? And then the filmmakers get mad when we bug out because they're trying to do all this hunky-dory craziness going on. Like, he is, but not... Uh, this this random woman is is super powerful in the force out of nowhere, and at first it was just going to be a whatever thing, and then when you have Rise of Skywalker, it's like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. It's like I bet you weren't thinking about that the movie prior, you know, and you could just tell how like a lot of the plot details are kind of just shoehorned in there, tons of plot holes. And every movie has them, but I mean, there's the movie is riddled with them. And for Rise of Skywalker to be the conclusion to the Skywalker saga, it it's it's ridiculous, and and it sucks because could you imagine if this trilogy was actually super good <laughs> on a production standpoint? It looks fine, you know, like I'm, production people did busted their asses. But I'm talking specifically plot and character development. Those are the biggest issues, really, with this new trilogy. But could you imagine if these three movies were awesome? Because then you would have literally the saga that would be remembered for for years to come, and it still will be, but with fonder memories, <laughs> you know. And I I feel like it's going to be the same later down the road. And then you know, Rise of Skywalker being like, eh, meh. And another thing, it's like they're trying so hard to be politically correct. And it's like, that's not why we watch your films. We watch them to submerse ourselves in these fictional worlds and fall in love with these fictional characters that we can look up to, not see them as like our equal, see them as, you know, like someone who can be exist in real life. That's not, that's not how you do fiction. That's not how you do fantasy. So as a writer myself, I would have done things differently. I'm okay with Ray being powerful in the force, but it's like, what makes you significant? You were only significant literally until this last movie. It's like, I'm Ray, I'm Ray Palpatine. It's like, what? <laughs> so I think personally, 
then I'll hand it over to you and see what you think. I know that there's a bunch of authors that are gathered around right now and they're publishing, I think the books come out in May, but it's like this saga, you know, the High Republic, you know, the Jedi, the golden years of the Jedi. And it's traversing different uh, types of books. Like you have your adult fiction, like you have your graphic novel comic books, but they're all canon to each other. Like it's this whole like massive epic. You should check it out. It's like it's pretty dope. I, I checked out a couple of the books. They're not out yet. I just read like read up on them a little bit. And these are authors who have written Star Wars novels before and stuff. They're not just like just people off the street. Like a lot of these people have written like a bunch of Star Wars stuff before. So they, they know what's good. So I'm excited for that. Star Wars on the small screen has been great. Mandalorian, New Clone Wars. I'm excited for that. But it's kind of like with DC, like you were saying. like, And they're kind of like similar in the whole, like, on the small scale, they have some ups and downs. But overall, content. But when you go to the bigger screen, it's like, ooh. <laughs> so what do you think yeah. Lucasfilm and Disney should go next as far as Star Wars is concerned? <laughs> what do you want to see happen? to quote-unquote revitalize the franchise, get people interested again. Not saying they're not, but, you know, get people to, like, love it again. Yeah. Um, me, personally, uh, I think that, like, I, th- I think that the books are great. Um, I think that having, you know, the shows, the the books, the cartoons, um, I, I think all of that is mostly... To me, like I've said before, I feel like you have a goal that you're trying to set, a goal that you're trying to aim for when you're making something. And so for them to make the books, um, like you're saying, and to come out, you know, with the Mandalorian like they did and the they're finishing up the animated stuff, I feel like their goal for that and specifically the books was to reach um, the people that uh, care more about the details, um, that care more about the story, about, you know, the facts, about canon, about uh all of the the uh nostalgia all that stuff and so i i know people personally that really care about you know the the deeper stuff and just like me as a dc fan there's stuff that you know i saw you know in the movies that i know more about than the average person that sees it and it's because i love the material and i love the characters and so you know it it makes it, it makes it easier for me to understand it and so i think that having that is great with the movies, you know, I, I'm kind of double-sided. You know, if you ask me one opinion about the movies, I'll give you my opinion about the movies and vice versa for the books. But with the movies, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, the character development was very weird. It was very uh, off-putting in a way. And, and it wasn't even like, it wasn't even twisted to where like, oh man, no, I didn't see that twist coming. I didn't expect that. Like, yeah, there was unexpected stuff, but it was just weird. <laughs> it was like having Ray, you know, Ray and Kylo have got this weird thing going on, this weird, like, it, it almost felt like it was going towards a repeat of like this whole um, Luke and his sister thing, you know, it was like, all right, where are we headed with this exactly? Are they related? Are they not related? And then they throw in, it's like, you're going through all this relationship stuff and then out of nowhere, boom, Knights of Old Republic. <laughs> and we're like, all right that's amazing and then it's like it's like wait right and now we're back to um you know the the whole weird uh luke and his sister thing and so my whole time watching this i i don't know man i i felt like uh, for star wars 
especially because I'm a I'm a uh, an old fan. I, I love four through six, and so I know there are like parts of their movies where they're kind of drawn out with purpose. And some people, you know, like you can see that as boring, or you can see it as story, or whatever you want to see it as. But there were a lot of moments in episode eight specifically that I just felt was boring. I felt like a lot of the movie was like. There were it had its moments, and then the whole thing with Luke was very weird. Even even uh, Mark Hamill himself uh, said that he didn't really agree with some of the ways that he was playing portraying Luke, and so I was kind of like thrown off a little bit by the way he was acting. And I get that you know he's older or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's been alone. Um, but then I, I'm like, wh- when I'm watching the scene where. Uh, where he burns down all of the the books, you know, the Jedi Knights and all this stuff and all this knowledge. I'm I wanted to know what was in those books. I really wanted to dig into that and yeah. I would love to see more about, you know, Yoda with that or whatever. And I know they talked about making a an Obi-Wan uh movie or series or whatever it was. Um but you know, I'm I'm I don't know. I there were moments in the movies like that with the 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 knights of old or with the books and i'm just like yo let's give us a movie of that like fill the movie with that and i would have been okay you could have went back on your old stuff and people still would have went crazy over it but because it was disney i felt like they could not help just like every other movie they could not help but and it's not always a bad thing but they could not help but put their hands into it and say we're gonna put this little uh cute boy girl relationship they're gonna have some weird tension going on but she really likes this other guy you know, and it's like, I, you know, you're not really sure what's going on. And it's like, it's moments of, oh, I love you. Don't, you know, don't die or whatever. And it's like, all right, you know, I, I all we want to see is Luke. And, you know, I, and I've, I, I was in the theater a couple of times when I saw, you know, with the standoff between Luke and Kylo and everybody was like, dude, everybody was dead silent in the theater and people went nuts when, you know, Luke was, wasn't really there or whatever. But, um, you know, it, stuff like that, like the tension with Luke and Leia and just I feel like we wanted more of that necessarily. And when it came to episode nine, episode nine to me, like when I came out of the theater, the, there was one word in my brain and it was just eye candy. And I was like, this is literally all this movie was was just eye candy. Like I'm all for a good villain. Yeah. I love, you know, Palpatine, whatever. Throw him in there. Great. But it was just kind of like seeing uh, Kylo turn back it was just kind of weird i would have rather seen and this is probably more of an unpopular opinion but i would have rather seen ray turn evil like take it go bad or something or either have one of them go bad kylo completely mm-hmm. turn over since he's been fighting this whole time let him turn over and let's let uh let's let ray actually become a skywalker somehow or let her be palpatine like she was let her turn Palpatine down. Let's let Kylo turn evil. You know what I mean? Or, or he's actually a Skywalker. Like you, you called it. Like the films were literally Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, and the whole time we're expecting Rey to be a Skywalker or Kylo to be a Sky. At, at least that's what the the vibes that I was getting. I was expecting somebody to be a Skywalker because you know Leia's dying, Luke is old, and, there. and I was dude. I'm just I'm expecting somebody to be a sky like somebody's gonna be a Skywalker. This don't make sense. And I'm just like, who who is it? And the whole time I'm I'm trying to figure out what's going on or who it is, or I've got my suspicions about Ray or whatever. And you know, it was just weird for her to turn out to be a Palpatine. 
and Kylo to turn out to be good or whatever. And I was like, all right. So, and I have my suspicions from Kylo from the beginning, because as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, this little Darth Vader wannabe, like, he's not tough. He's, he's wimpy. Like, he's always crying about something. He's always upset. And I'm just kind of, it didn't feel like you have, you know, you've got Palpatine, you've got Vader, you've got Count Dooku, you've got, uh, um, oh my gosh, he's one of my favorites. How am I not remembering his name? Darth Maul. You have Darth Maul. And I'm looking at all these villains mm-hmm. and you have Kylo Ren, who's like the polar opposite of, you know, these people that are supposed to be evil. And so, you know, which, which I, I don't know, it felt kind of weird to me the whole time throughout these three episodes. And it was a very, it was a very interesting way to, to end it, I guess. Um, I, I enjoyed like, you know, the whole fleet that they were building. Um, at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, how can the rebellion be this dumb? I was like, how? Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, how can they be this dumb to, you know, like you should have learned your lesson by now. <laughs> like, you know, from episode one all the way through, like you think they would have learned like, all right, the dark side keeps, you know, the, the empire keeps coming back with something. Like there's always a secret or there's always something that's being like, learn from your mistakes. Let's, let's realize something else is going on here. Like, I feel like, you know, they would have at least rebuilt in enough time to um, maybe get some, I don't know how all the Star Wars technical stuff works, but get some better technology. I mean, you're in space for God's sakes. Let's get some better technology. Let's, let's figure out where the empire is. Like, what are they doing? What are they up to? Instead of throwing this random trinket out there that says, Hey, this thing will guide you back to, to where they're actually hiding. What? Some little ass, like, and going back to what you're saying about uh, Kylo, it's what, it's one of those things where I'm like, you either go full on evil or you, you know, you don't keep going back and forth because like, that's not compelling. Right. It's compelling it's compelling when like if you go like full like when he killed han that should have been like that should have been it he should have just gone full on sith kylo should have been the i mean i guess he is a self-appointed supreme leader but like you would feel it like oh snap so like when i i would have been fine with um if you want to kill kylo i would have been fine with him trying to take on palpatine obviously he would get wiped but like right he would that would have been a better death and now now, Adam Adam Driver is a great actor. Like I've become more fond of him the oh, more yeah. stuff that I see, like the the marriage story with um mm-hmm. uh with Scarlett Johansson. Like I, I've become more fond of him as an actor. Where I could have seen him, in my own opinion, where was the uh the Gray Jedi Code? Uh, I mean, it's been it's been a minute, but that yeah, that would have been cool. Like I would have liked it. And honestly, I was thinking that's what what ray was gonna be like if they had it if they wanted to make ray into a, a gray jedi they would have done that already and the thing is they have to embrace both sides you know they're able to use both sides of the force um i mean she kind of did she zapped the, the shit on accident killing chewy but then like didn't somehow so right like, right right Dude, that's yeah i was kind of weirded out on that um these death fake outs 
Yeah, and so, yeah, I mean, I I would love to see the Grey Jedi anywhere in in these movies or shows or whatever. And so, you know, like you're saying, Ray would have fit well in that too. But my whole thing with the whole Grey Jedi thing with Kylo was just the fact that he was so back and forth between am I good, am I bad, do I want to be good, do I want to be bad? And Ray is just kind of like, yo, like there's lightning come out of my hands for some reason. <laughs> and, you know, like she's like, I may actually be, I don't know, you know what I mean? And so um, I, I feel like the Grey Jedi has room, either backdoor room from these movies, or he could have had room somehow in one form or another. Um, but, I mean, the movies are, they're, I mean, they're, the episodes are done now. It's it's what it is, and, you know, we kind of have to live with it now. Yeah. So we have no real drive into where that's going. Um, these shows, however, are wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited for Kenobi. I can't wait. Kenobi. Absolutely, Greg is reprising his role. But let's be honest: who would you get? <laughs> you know, like who else would play him? Yeah, nobody. So that's exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian season two, ready for that? Mandalorian so, live action. Mandalorian. This is it. Let's go. There we go. That's was yeah. Mandalorian yeah. was okay. wonderful. Um, I was a little bummed out that they were able to unmask him. You know, at, towards the end of season yeah. one, was kind of it felt kind of early yeah. to me. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens, goes down in season two. Now we got people who know who he is or what he looks like. You know, uh, I need to I need to start Clone Wars already. Uh, the new season, of course, I've watched it. Uh, I hear it's fantastic, but. I've been caught up watching all this other stuff. So um, I do say, I do think though, going forward, that Disney and Lucas, well, I'm, Disney really, they need to follow, they need to follow CBS by example, CBS and Paramount, because what they've done with Star Trek is incredible. And granted, unpopular opinion, like I, for one, like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, and I know that a lot of Trek fans are like, "Ooh, like they they yeah. they recoil." Um, but it they finally made sense as to is it a reboot? Is it a you know alternate timeline? And it's like, yeah, it is. And in fact, that event is canon to the Prime Universe of Star Trek, with like all the other shows, and you know if. Um, Kirk and Picard and all of them uh, and the thing is all the movies and shows are canon you know granted not the only the only Star Trek show to get movies was the the TNG people you know DS9 didn't get any actually because DS9 is actually my favorite Star Trek uh, series uh, Voyager didn't Enterprise definitely not because Enterprise bombed at the time unfortunately but um, all this stuff is canon you know, everything's referenced, uh, everything is connected, and it's incredible how, like, all that material, like, still stays, like, within the confines of, like, you know, something could happen centuries ago, like, in this show, and then it reverberates, like, um, all the other shows, specifically Enterprise, you know, like, Enterprise being the start of the Federation, you know, the Starfleet and 
Jonathan Archer being the first Federation captain. And it's just like, whoa. And it follows through time, you know, like how he was the first, you know, may not be the best, but that was, that was, and this was shortly after uh, in the, in the lore uh, warp drive was invented. So this is way back, way back. And then you look at the latest Trek show uh, being uh, Picard, well, TNG. And it's just like, dang. And it's really interesting when they do prequels and all that, like, they got to make it look older, you know, because even if it's like a newer show. And that's the, that's the thing about prequels that sometimes it's tricky, you know, because you got like balance between look newer, but not because it's supposed to take place before the prior material. So this is how you do your 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 universe, you know, how everything's connected. Why is everything separate? Because it's almost like. What's the point in saying this show takes place between these movies? It's like, that's fine, but it's not like you're going to see any of those in the movies. Ahsoka being in Mandalorian season two is huge. We're going to see what's good as time goes on. I am hype. Rosario Dawson, too. It's a good cast. Were you fond of Rosario Dawson being cast as Ahsoka? I've seen some fan edits where, like, they painted her to look like her, kind of. And I'm like, I can see it. Star Trek is Star Trek older than Star Wars? Yeah, like the original series yeah. aired in a sorry, like nineteen sixty. Yeah, something like that. Like it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. See, I, you got me there, man. I'm uh, Star Trek is like it's always been one of those things where I've been able to kind of keep conversation with. Um, mm-hmm. but that is that is kind of untreaded waters for me. Me personally. Yeah. The thing about Star Trek that's cool is that it's a po- it's it's in our future. It's not like Star Wars where it's like a fantasy. Like it's supposed to be like later on in our time, you know? And they go to places that exist, New York, San Francisco, like but like in the future, you know. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. No, I, I got that. Yeah, um I definitely um I definitely check some of that out. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I listen. My mom raised me as a Star Wars fan, and so I never. It's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things that, like, you know, your parents feed you with a bottle at a certain age, and you're not really in charge of what mm-hmm. they give you. And so I'm just kind of yeah. like, that's just that's where that's where I've I've always been as the whole Star Wars thing. Um, you know, I mean, do you feel now you knowing Star Trek, do you feel that one is necessarily, why, why do you think they get matched up against each other? A lot of times for people either like Star Trek fans or Star Wars fans, even more so. Why, why is that? I think it's because, well, well, for one, both are like the sci-fi epics and they have like a huge fandom um mainly because of like toys and costumes and whatnot and timing too um i think the reason why people prefer star trek in terms of the narrative is because um gene roddenberry the creator um he had something to say about humanity and the world and existence through star trek you know whereas 
Star Wars is like this this fairy tale sci-fi fantasy, like the biggest sci-fi fantasy you can have. It always gets matched up because they're both each other. Star Trek is a little older, of course, but you know, they both yeah, have been putting out material since the 20, 20th century. Yeah, so literally one of those things where um, Star Trek's had a better track record than Star Wars as far as like the material goes. And they're small stuff. They're small screen stuff too. Um, you know, specifically their shows, uh, their movies. Mm, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's kind of it's kind of like Star Wars. Like you have the movies that people like, then you have the movies where people are like, "What?" And then you have the movie where someone bites the dust for no reason, and it's just like classic studio meddling, like. Well, how are we going to get people to come to the movie theaters? Let's kill off this person that everyone likes. And then people bug out. Right. Um, but all in all, I love them both. Depending on my mood, of course, like if I want to escape myself, then of course I jump into Star Wars. But if I kind of want to like see to the future and see where, where technology can take us and whatnot, if, if I want to feel inspired, then I'd watch um, I actually just got finished rewatching uh, well TNG played. not too long ago, and uh, a little bit of Voyager. That's the one Star Trek show I haven't watched, um, but that one's a pretty cool one. The show is different too. Isn't um, isn't Seth MacFarlane's The Orville based off of Star Trek? Yeah, because MacFarlane's a huge Star Star Trek fan. In fact, right. uh, there's that Family Guy episode where he had uh, Stewie had kidnapped the whole uh, team. Which was on the funniest episode. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Will Wheatner. No, yes. Seth is a huge Star Trek fan. It's like, did you used to hook up with Whoopi Goldberg on the set? It's like all the time. <laughs> right. Hilarious. Which I don't know if it's true or not, but you never know. Patrick Stewart's a... He, he, Patrick he's a, Stewart. He's a cast of movie. I feel like I feel like he might have bagged her back in the day. I wouldn't be surprised. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, man. man. Patrick Stewart. That's a guy you could talk about right there. Oh, yeah. Um, what a career. You know, what a career. Want him to live forever. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's not how the way the world works. It's one of those things where we, as fans of the material, we just have to just trust them and then hope that things will pan out. Do they usually? Mm-hmm. No, but you, you, you hope that they do. And whereas for me with Star, Star Wars, I don't know if you feel the same way. I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of done with the movies. Like, yeah, just give me more small screen Star, Star Wars. I feel like that's the future of Star Wars. And I feel like yeah. you can, they can do stuff on the small screen. Especially nowadays, television has... Is there's a resurgence, you know? Right. It's not a laughing stock anymore. A lot of people are like, "You're on that show, oh, so cool." You know? Whereas back in the day, like, you go on that show, and and it's like that's where your career dies, you know, because you're <laughs> you're considered washed up, you know. Whereas now, well, and all this, all the big people are on these shows now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are, and. Star Wars, they have so many stories to tell where it's they can do the one movie thing and they're out. And you know, the little mini stories or the series like Mandalorian, they, they have so much 
uh, material to dig into and such a big world to kind of go crazy with and all this stuff. So that's that's a great venue for the the whole franchise period. Uh, I agree. Um, I just let's let's just hope that whatever Disney decides to do with Star Wars, let just don't mess it up more than you already have. You know, like, stop trying to make everything politically correct. You know, just make it like how it's supposed to be. Yeah. All right, that's all the time we have. Thank you guys for getting super geeky with us. Uh, We will see you hopefully on the next episode, episode three. Stay tuned, guys, and be sure to keep tabs on us because you never know. We can surprise you with more material. Anyways, take care, guys. You never know.